everybody, this is Pat Francis from the Rock Solid Podcast, and you're listening to P.F. Wilson's Tape Recorder. I'm P.F. This is my tape recorder. Coming up, it's our old friend Tom Rhodes. I'm just a stand-up comedian, so uh, I've got strong opinions about things, but uh, it seems like most voters uh, vote against their self-interest. Haven't spoken to Tom in about three years, so we get caught up with him. We have a song of the week coming up from Rex Orange County, but first, as always, a dumb bit. Time for another installment of... What kind of nonsense is that? Got a short and sweet one for you folks uh, this week. This really doesn't even need any setup uh, beyond the fact that uh, I can tell you that this is Donald Trump Jr. on Sean Hannity's Fox News program, and well, here it is. I wish my name was Hunter Biden. I could go abroad, make millions off of my father's presidency. I'd be a really rich guy. It would be incredible. What kind of nonsense is that? Tom Rhodes is a stand-up comedian originally from Washington, D.C., and he is truly an international comedy star, as we're going to find out in our interview with Tom Rhodes. Yeah, so like I said, it's been a while, so I guess a a good place to start is uh, what's the newest uh, with you? Uh, I came out with an album called Around the World earlier this year. Uh, it took me two years to record it. It's three hours long, 40 tracks. Whoa. And I recorded it in 24 cities around the world. Oh, my gosh. Starts in Paris, ends in Jerusalem, and it's all mostly jokes and stories about each place. Okay. Um, it's basically the fruit of me doing the international circuits for 20 years. Yeah. That, that's a Springsteen-esque marathon of jokes, man. Say what? That's a Springsteen-esque marathon of jokes. Huh. So, uh, do you enjoy... I think, I think Bruce does the same act when he goes... Yeah, <laughs> right. So, well, he could, he could be a pretty funny guy. I don't uh, think anybody's done anything like this ever. No, that's, uh, I don't recall hearing anything like that. Yeah, usually you get an hour and, and that's it, maybe hour and ten, and uh, you're done. So, um, do do you prefer doing the international uh, shows, or do you like do you miss doing uh, America when you're overseas, or it just just a different thing? When, uh, well, I mean, I'm focusing on this kind of focusing on the United States now. Um, I've done well. I mean, that being said, I did a theater tour in May and June of England, Ireland, and Scotland, opening for this good friend of mine named Reginald D. Hunter, and then. In July, I did the Dublin Comedy Festival. But other than that, I've been focusing on the United States this year. Um, but I like um, I like everywhere. I like I like the challenge of going to different countries and um, having to figure out what works and what doesn't work, and then um, you know developing material for those places and uh, figuring out. Um, your best observations and things that may, they might not have noticed. Are you surprised after all these years that maybe some places are more similar than, than, than a lay person would think or a first-time traveler would realize? Uh, I 
mean, I don't know how much. Um, I think you always, you always hear people are the same all over. That's yeah. that's, that's that's true to a degree, but people are vastly different. Aha. Uh-huh. You know, Chinese people are very different than Mongolians, and Thai people are different than Koreans, and even in the United States, Seattle people are different than Portland and. Chicago, New York, and then every night in a club, it's a different collection of people. That's true. So, you know, my favorite kind of audience is multinational and multi-ethnic. So I like playing New York, Chicago, San Francisco, um, you know, London, Hong Kong, Sydney. Um, I, I just like where um, it's a vast collection of humanity. And you know a lot. Of, you'd be a good person to ask this, Gov. Uh, a lot of people always say, you know, when they're talking about things going on around the world, the people I say, well, have you have you ever traveled overseas? And people will say, well, you know, no, not really. But since the world has gotten kind of smaller via the internet, do you still think that's true? Do we really have to travel overseas to really get a, a sense of uh, you know other cultures and, and things like that, or can we can we get that because the world is scaling? Well, down? you you live in Cincinnati. Yes. Have you been to Chicago? Yes. Um, there's a lot of different ethnicities and cultures and art and experiences that you can have in Chicago that, um, I mean, Cincinnati's got its own treasures. True. Um, but yeah, no, I don't think that because of the internet, people don't need to travel. I think, um, you know, um, you can see internet pornography, but it's not the same as actually having sex with a human being. True. <laughs> uh, another thing I was curious about was, you know, you, you spent a lot of time in the Netherlands, of course, you had a big hit TV show there, and people always, you know, and this is a lot of talk about this now, of course, of the upcoming election is, well, you know, maybe we should try a, a little dab of uh, European socialism. Other people say, well, that that just won't won't work here because that's that's just not us. Do you do you think we we can learn from uh, our friend not only in the Netherlands but our, our other friends in Western Europe? And well, I mean, you know, European socialism would come with European taxation, and Americans yes. oh, would yeah. never go along with that. That's, yeah, so, that, is, that is the rub. Um, it's just, you know, I don't think total conservative is the answer, and I don't think total liberalism is the answer. I think the United States is great because we make compromises on what are the best ideas. And we do pay a high percentage of tax, and we are a very wealthy nation. And, um, you know, Americans have rejected universal health care every chance they've had to get it. I think affordable health care for people who want it and affordable education for people who want it should be um, obtainable for regular middle class people and even underprivileged people. Uh, it shouldn't just be a country where rich people get all the privileges and everybody else are rats in the bottom of the ship. Yeah, I mean, I always argue that you know people that have the the grades should get a break on what they have to pay for college if they don't have the means. And someone like me, who didn't have really great grades, should have had no business getting any kind of aid <laughs> in the college. You know, I was should have paid for it on my own. Um, you know, I remember. But I mean, you know, look at all those those that emission scandal, and it's all these oh rich people gosh. were paying to get their kids in in these prestigious universities. I mean. You know, what? I don't think that came as a surprise to anybody. But why did they? Uh, and, you know, those upper 
echelon universities um, can keep their exclusive richy rich people. I just, I'm not even talking about that. I'm just yeah. talking about, um, you know, uh, basic uh, access to, I mean, if you got an educated workforce, you're going to have a better economy and a stronger country. So oh, yeah. I don't know why um, people are, uh, I mean, you know, uh, it's, it's, yeah, I don't, I, you know, I'm just a stand-up comedian. Sure. So uh, I've got strong opinions about things, but um, uh, it seems like most voters uh, vote against their um, self, self-interest. Yeah, that's, does that seem to be the case in other places you've lived? No. No, most, I mean, European countries and Scandinavia, they, they actually, um, like Scandinavians take pride in paying high taxes because they get a lot out of it and they're all educated and they've all got health care. I think, um, you know, I think Americans should have the attitude that it's uh, a privilege to pay taxes and it's a privilege to have the country that we have. And, um, most Americans try and get out of paying taxes. Like they try and get out of doing jury duty, which yeah. the legal system is what makes our country great. Yeah, yeah. People should be lining up to do jury duty and people should be um, proud of paying taxes. Well, I think once you point out to people they can write a book if they do jury duty, they might be more inclined. But um, yeah, it always shocks me that people are like, well, I want to go to jury duty. Well, you want to leave it to some other idiot? To, don't, you, don't you trust your own instincts better than than somebody else it's just strange um yeah it's exciting being i've done jury duty a few times i never got all the way into being in an actual trial but i think it would be exciting yeah weirdly i only got called once and i vote in every single election and i only got i got called once 20 years ago and my wife worked opposite schedule of mine and we had our daughter our oldest and I said, I, I can't. I switch off. And they said, okay, that's fine. And I'll, surely when she's older, they'll call me again. I've never been called since. It's the strangest thing. And I know people have been called multiple times. It's uh, interesting. Yeah. Um, so you told me once before, too, I was curious about this, that it, the last time we spoke, I think it was, you really didn't actually have uh, a, a, a home, a settled uh, a house. You were just mostly just going from city to city all over the world and just taking your stuff with you. Is that still accurate? Am I remembering that correctly even? Um, I didn't live anywhere for 10 years. I put everything okay, yeah. in storage yeah. and I was doing the international circuits a lot and um, I got to a great level in my career where I was being offered all this work all over whenever I wanted it. So I would do three or four months a year in Europe month in Asia, month in Australia, 2013, I did a month in New Zealand. And then in, in between time, I would travel all over the United States and Canada. And when I had off weeks, um, instead of living one place, I decided to live everywhere. So um, four years in a row, when I finished a run in Europe, I went to Rome and rented an apartment for a week or two. Um, big fan of Paris, go to Paris a lot. When I was still drinking, I used to go to New Orleans a lot. Um, I go to San Francisco, would go there a lot. So depending where I was in the world, when I had time off, I would go um, experience those places. 
Now, you mentioned New Orleans. It's interesting you say that. Cause I know New Orleans, of course, has a reputation as, as a big party city. But weirdly, when we went for my daughter's 21st birthday, I was looking forward to sitting in a coffee shop uh, while my daughter worked on her art, and I did some writing. Um, so uh, so I, I'm, I guess there's ways you can enjoy New Orleans sober, or is it not the same? Uh, no, I haven't I haven't been there since I stopped drinking. Oh, I, I have see. a lot of great musician friends that live there. And, I mean, you know, you could go to New Orleans just for the food. My mom um, has been there a few times, and she doesn't drink excessively. She's gone there for the food. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's, um, you know, it's like Amsterdam and Thailand, you know. Um, yep. They're known for um, certain nefarious activities, but it's like the internet. It's um, whatever you're looking for, you're going to find it. That's true. Yeah, we had a, a, a great time in, in New Orleans. Uh, Jake Johansson is one. He goes to, for the jazz every year. Every year. Yeah, he's crazy for it. Um, so a uh, little football. It's uh, been a rough year uh, for your team uh, and worse for mine, uh, the, the Browns. <laughs> but... Um, Man, uh, do you follow it? Because I made the decision a couple years ago, and George Carlin really hit it on the head. He used to say, you know, I'll follow the team when he's a big Giants fan. I'll follow the team when they're winning. I'll follow them all the way. But when they're not winning, why should I put the effort in if they're not going to put the effort in? Do you kind of feel the same way? Uh, well, I'm not a big um, – <clears throat> I mean, I've, 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 I watch sports lightly. Um, my father had sporting events on constantly, even when there wasn't things worth watching. He would have golf or ping pong or whatever. And I got two older brothers who are obsessed with statistics and standings. And I just can't tell you how much time I save. <laughs> not really giving a shit about sports. Um, I mean, I care, you know, when there's, I enjoy baseball. I enjoy going to games, but I, um, like now I'm paying attention cause it's the world series. Yeah. Um, I like the beauty of it. I, I like anything with cleats running on grass. Um, you know, I, I, I kind of start paying attention to football, um, you know, when it gets to playoffs, Super yeah. Bowl time. I mean, the Super Bowl is an American holiday. It's um, um, always a great time to gather with friends and eat um, fattening foods and stuff. But, but yeah, no, I don't I'm, – I'm more concerned with um, – um, art history and uh, reading books and things I'm into. I like to, um, you know, I really like soccer as well. Um, but I kind of um, just follow those things very lightly. I don't, I don't know too many players' names or standings or anything. Yeah, I, I barely follow. My, I mean, I follow my teams, my five teams in each of the five sports. And that's really about really all I have time for uh, anymore. And then if they're not doing well, I don't. I, they drop off, and I can concentrate on something else. That being said, I do like like the the history of sports and how sports is kind of you know uh, intertwined with our culture. I like it from that aspect a lot. I'm a big. I guess I'm more of a sports historian sometimes than I'm an avid uh, sports watcher. Do you like when you're overseas? Do you p- pick up on sports there? Like cricket lately has fascinated me, even though I still can't figure it out. Yeah, I mean, I went to a, you know, it's part of the culture to uh, to enjoy. I mean, I I was in Australia a few years ago, and I went and saw Pakistan play Australia because someone had um, uh, invited me to their luxury corporate box. There you go. Um, and that was cool. 
Um, in Europe, I'm uh, a fan invited me to see Arsenal play a few years ago in London. Um, sat right behind the goal. That was pretty exciting. I mean, I like that. You know, been to some soccer matches in Holland and Argentina. Um, I uh, I don't know. I mean, there's something interesting about. It. I mean, the Romans enjoyed gladiatorial spectator sports and um we do too so there's something about gathering in a big stadium i mean i like i like baseball because you can curse at millionaires <laughs> yeah uh, right you know and and the sound carries and at a football <laughs> game the I don't think they can really hear the, the insults. No, no. When it, it, the worst, the team, at least the bad NFL team, still will get enough people, like you're saying, to drown out the note. But if you're, it's a bad baseball team, it's not unusual. Like when the, the Tigers this year, I think, were lucky to get four or 5,000 fans a game in that stadium. But um, Wow. Yeah. Uh, so uh, American audiences, including those in Minneapolis, uh, you know, you, you did that the big the big three-hour thing. What, what will American audiences be treated to? It, it, tales of uh, travels and things like that or observations about America? What's uh, what's it like on stage these days? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm still talking about traveling the world and um, I got divorced this year. Um, there's uh, uh, you know, it's funny. Like when I was younger, I um, tried to be edgy and um, dirty. And now as I get older, I'm trying to um, do the smartest material I can. So I have a lot of valuable information from traveling the world and my personal experiences. Um, I was maced in Paris. I almost drowned in Thailand. Oh my God. I had a late night talk show in Amsterdam. Yep. Um, I've had a few unique experiences that other people um, that I mean, even comedians wouldn't experience. So, um, I, 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 I talk about that stuff and, um, you know, I got, uh, hunk on samurai warriors, uh, the, the benevolence of, uh, the rule of Genghis Khan, <laughs> uh, ancient Mayan football. Um, Oh, nice. You know, um, and then also, you know, things that are happening to me in the world right now. Cool. Is it a constant influx of material for you? Is it hard to switch off that muscle, or is it just you kind of, like, reflect later on and, and think, oh, that was a funny thing, or just kind of happen in the moment, and you're like, this is something I should, uh, and, and the writing process starts there. No, sometimes it takes <clears throat> it takes a while before you realize how funny something is. Um, when I almost drowned in Thailand, I didn't find anything funny about it. No, I didn't think so. <laughs> a year later, when I retold the story, <clears throat> um, I, I I saw the humor in it. Cool. Well, great, man. Glad things are going well for you, and uh, you're still traveling the yeah, globe. Yeah, things, things are really nice. They I are. Mean, um, you know, there's an exciting thing happening in America. You know, I'm, it's it's great that I'm. I mean, I moved to LA what five years ago now, and it's the golden age of comedy, and uh, it's a very exciting time here at the clubs. It's the best of American comedy. Um, like at the comedy store, Bill Burr when he's in town, Joey Diaz, oh, yeah. um, uh, Dave Chappelle when he's in town and just, uh, it's being a comedian is, uh, the thing that makes me the happiest in the world. And 
I'm glad that I'm, I get to perform with the best. It helps me raise my game. And, um, as screwed up as the world is at the moment, um, and divided as the country is, uh, I think comedy's never been more popular. The, uh, there's a lot of anxiety and fear and, and, um, I, I, I mean, I've always enjoyed being a comedian, but I just think there's something extra special happening in the United States right now. Yeah, and we need it now more than ever, it seems. Yeah, I mean, like, in the comedy scene in England was <clears throat> hot for 20 years, and then a few years ago, their scene kind of collapsed. And um, and and now we're just seems to be um, um, oil well gushers everywhere for American comedy right now. We're back on top, baby. Yeah. Well, great, man. I appreciate you taking the time and uh, knocking this out. I got this get to get this to my editor in Minneapolis by six o'clock Eastern. And uh, yeah, like I said, next time you're down in Cincinnati, uh, I know it's been a while, but we'll get you some ink here too as well. And uh, yeah, it's it's, um, it's been a while since I've been to Cincinnati. The um, guy that runs the club there uh, stopped returning emails about five or six years ago. Hmm. Uh, weird. The club in Minneapolis. Uh, I've been playing. Once a year for 20 years, Acme yeah. Comedy Club is yep. one of the best clubs. Uh, Maria Bamford came out of there. Nick yes. Wardson, Rich yep. Edberg. Jackie Cation. So many great American comedians. And yeah. there's a reason, because it truly is a holy temple of the ha-ha <laughs> for America. And, um, you know, uh, places like that have been my lifeblood for my career. And um, that's... You know, like in L.A. and New York, everybody does 15-minute sets. Like at Acme, I'll be doing an hour every night. So I'll really get to stretch out with my stories of traveling the world and um, my best jokes and, and my best knowledge nuggets. So um, it's, uh, you know, when I'm on stage at the Acme Comedy Club in Minneapolis, it, it reminds me why I dedicated my life to comedy. And it just feels like, I'm swimming in the womb where yeah. I belong. There you go, man. Well, terrific. Well, again, thanks for taking the time, and uh, and I'll, I'll put a bug in Mikey's ear to return your emails. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, Tom, thanks. Okay, yeah. my brother. Have Bye-bye. a great day. You too. Bye. Thanks again to Tom Rhodes for being on the show. You can catch Tom, let's see, at the Acme Comedy Company there in Minneapolis. Uh, excuse my text there. Uh, November 5th through the 9th. And then he is in Las Vegas, Nevada at Brad Garrett's Comedy Club there, uh, which I believe is in the MGM Grand, if I'm not mistaken. December 9th through the 15th. Uh, that takes us up to the song of the week here. Uh, we're kind of on a tight time crunch here, at least uh, recording this wise. Song of the Week is from Rex Orange County, and the weird thing about this one is, uh, even though this has just gone into heavy rotation on BBC Radio 1, um, it, I, I did not discover it by BBC Radio 1. Uh, I discovered it by a fangirl. Uh, fangirl was first on board with Rex, followed by Nearly Liza, and uh, he has released, uh, well, he released some albums independently. He has just signed with uh, a label that is distributed by Sony, so now he's in Freegal, so now I can get all the uh, Rex Orange County I want, including this new track, uh, which I'm digging quite a bit. It's uh, called 10 for 10. I can see why it's in heavy rotation on Radio 1. It's currently at 90 on the chart over there. I think it's his first week out. So we'll see how well it does climbing the charts there.
there. See if it makes the charts here. Uh, I think you're going to dig this. This is Rex Orange County, 10 for 10. It's our song of the week on PFT Tape Recorder. So long and thanks for listening. I had to think about my oldest friends. Now I no longer hang with them. And I can't wait to be home again. I had a year that nearly sent me off the edge I feel like a five, I can't pretend But if I get my shit together this year, maybe I'll be a ten Help myself a little better cause it's getting tiring And I can't wait for the summer No, I'm gonna need a moment I did it again, I did it again No control over my emotions one year on Still can't focus, I did it again, yeah I did it, I did it again Twelve rounds in, fighting solo, but nobody wins when it ends We'll be placing memories and frames, inviting people round to stay